two, three, funk it. Welcome back to another episode, another illustrious episode at that, to the, whatever you want to call a podcast. I've been out for a minute for like probably for these past, well, not past couple. It's not really more than, it's more than a couple, actually. It's been like a minute since I've been on this podcast. It's been like, a seems like a month, but it's not, it hasn't probably been like two weeks since I've been on the podcast. But man, y'all, I thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I thank you guys for uh, tuning in to today's podcast. Episode. We got a lot of a lot of stuff to go over this podcast. We got a lot of things to to talk, discuss. Uh, a lot of things. We got game. We I'm, I'm gonna go actually go over game five. My preview. My re, well preview. Yeah, preview of game five. And I'm gonna go over the and see and tell you some things that I'm concerned about this game and things that I am I want to happen this game for the Milwaukee Bucks. In order for the win, the to win the game, and also I'm gonna talk about Green Bay Packers news. We know that little circus that's going on right now with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers and Mark Murphy and all them guys. So we're gonna talk about that today. We also gonna talk about just a, a, a numerous of things that happen around sports. Uh, I, uh, uh, and before I get all the way into my podcast, I hope that God. I don't know what the soccer team is, but the so- the guy that collapsed. Pray for him. I hope that he he's the best. I hope he, uh, whatever happened to him, I hope that doesn't. Because I never, no matter what, what if you would not have been a sport of that fan, a sport of that, you're not a, not a sport. <laughs> no matter if you're not a fan of that sport, it no matter what, I just never want that to happen to nobody. And I mean, that was just I saw the news and I'm like, he collapsed on the field and. And it just it was it was it was it was a shocking really at that, and I hope that he uh he's he's well. I mean I think I heard the news that he is well. They resuscitate resuscitate him, and I was like I can't even say resuscitate. What's I got to say it wrong now? <laughs> resuscitate. Uh, they resuscitated him and he's all right. So that's the good news. But um, let's get to speaking of resuscitate resuscitation. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean it looked like they were pretty much dead. For the for game one and game two, and then out of nowhere they went home, and I ain't gonna say out of nowhere, but they went home the first two games, and they they did they they handled their business and won both of their games at home, and now it's tied two two, and it's I know the the things have a lot of things have changed since that first game. I mean, of course the injuries, Kyrie Irving from the game four, and then James Harden from game five, game one actually. So it's a lot of things that have changed, but even when James Harden went out, it just looked like it just looked like like they were just going to roll over the uh, Milwaukee Bucks even without James Harden. And then Kyrie got hurt, and now we're hearing news that James Harden is going to play today. So it's just uh, it mean, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game. And then the way the physical play and the fouls, I and I want to speak on that though uh, on this podcast today. I, I really want to speak on it because. I hate when coaches do that. I, I I get it because every vet coach is going to do that. I would do that if I was a coach, but 
I hate it in a sense of it, don't let this the refs affect this game. Don't let the refs be – and I hate when coaches do this, when they get mad because they're playing tough. And it's like even when Steve Nash said, he said some in the lines – I'm not really quoting him, but he said some in the lines of, okay, it's physical play. Some of the plays that P.J. Tucker was guarding, KD, it was non-basketball-like, but we have to adapt. So what was the point of you saying it was a physical play and you didn't want to – it was borderline non-basketball, but then you say, okay, we got to adapt, though. And I, I feel like for me, please don't let these refs – be the cause of this bad and just whistle happy because then they'll get started because now the media is starting to and I'm a part of the media essentially now the media we're like me I'm talking about it now now it's putting pressure on the refs and to see if they're gonna call the calls especially now they're in Brooklyn it's it's I don't know man it's 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 interesting it's gonna be really it's gonna be a really interesting game today just let alone even not even dealing with the refs just dealing with KD and James Harden. And now we see that James Harden is possibly coming back. And I don't know how healthy he is. And for me, I feel like they should have kept James Harden. That's just to tell you the truth. Because I feel like even though he's cleared to play and he said, oh, I'm, I'm cleared to play and all this, I just don't want no James, no, no KD happening again. Like something that like KD or, or AD happening again, where KD came out and said, okay, I'm good. And then he ended up tearing his ACL and then, same thing for AD. AD ended up trying to play just because he didn't want the people to think about him or in the wrong way, and he came out and then he injured his uh, I think his leg even worse. So I just feel like for me, I just feel, I believe, and I don't feel I believe that this game is going to come down to the Milwaukee Bucks. This this is a big game specifically for the Milwaukee Bucks. Of course, I think for the Nets. It, they're playing with house money right now. People are already, already expecting them to lose just because James Harden and Kyrie and KD has gotten locked up the last two games. So they're kind of like playing with house money anyways. And I think everybody, it's a lot of pressure. A lot of the, the pressure is on the Milwaukee Bucks, which is rightfully so because you should be able to beat this team. I'm, I'm not. I don't care about no excuses. You, you First of all, you should be able to beat them in the, just to begin with because I feel like I believe that the Milwaukee Bucks have the better defensive game plan to win this game. I don't think James Harden and KD, James Harden coming back is going to help them defensively. I don't think that's going to be a, a a plus. Of course, it's a plus offensively because now you get a, a, a official facilitator on the floor. But at the same time, we don't know how he's going to be defensively if he's going to be able to play on that cap because, uh, essentially, he came back the, the game one, and and he came back from the hamstring. And then as soon as he got in the game and started running, the hamstring react. He reactivated the hamstring. So we don't know how this game is gonna go because it's and and I, if I'm the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm testing that hamstring out every time I chance I get. I'm gonna say whoever's guarding Giannis. I mean, Katie. I mean, whoever James Harden is guarding, I would set a screen for him, put him in a post, run with him, see if he can run down the court. If he and you by by the uh most of the, for the most part you're gonna see how James Harden is gonna be like for the most part in the beginning of the game you're gonna see it you're gonna see a distinct like uh uh how do you say it? a distinct movements that you gonna see okay yeah he's injured obviously or obviously obviously he's not healthy but for the most part it's gonna be really, really interesting for this game. To see like what how James Harden is gonna play this game and how Steve Nash is gonna if he is injured or 
how he's going to rest KD and James Harden because I truly feel like they're going to have to play 40-plus minutes. Specifically, KD is going to have to play 40-plus minutes. He's going to have to be around that 42, 43-minute mark. I don't believe if they take out James Harden or KD, I don't believe that they go, they can sustain that lead too long because I think the Milwaukee Bucks, now that you gave them confidence to believe that they can beat you now, which I feel like the the game changed. If it was like a a game, like, you know, on the NFL, they have the, the things called like the the game changer or like the the defining moment. The defining moment was when Brooklyn was literally 14 seconds away from winning that game and they end up losing the game, game three, and gave the Milwaukee Bucks life. And both of them were shooting terribly for that, for that um, terrible, that whole game. And the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Milwaukee Bucks seemingly just barely got out of that game. And people, a lot of people said, oh, it was just luck and a lot of this stuff. And oh, it's, uh, that's a lot of things. And it, they were giving people, a lot of people were giving excuses for why the Milwaukee Bucks won, which I, I think is valid to a certain extent. But at the same time, it's like they won the game, so it, there's no excuses. You got if you got KD on the team, if you got Kevin Durant, Kevin freaking Durant at that. I mean, I feel like you should have a great chance to win a game, and and, th- and I think that game showed a, a formula to beat the Brooklyn Nets, even though it wasn't like a uh, it was a pretty ugly game. It showed that down the line they can't make. It, they're gonna have lapses where they can't, they don't have defensive stops, where they can't get defensive stops, and I, th- I think that game showed it, and I think the Milwaukee Bucks exploited it, with the exception of Kyrie getting hurt. But even before Kyrie got hurt, they were on like a nineteen to two run before KD, before Kyrie ever got hurt. So the Buc- Milwaukee Bucks have been known to give up leads, and they've been known to take some leads and the the same same thing for the Brooklyn Nets. They've been known to keep leads and they've been known to, to give up leads. And that game, game three, or game five, four, actually, they gave up that lead and then it just fell down from there, especially when Kyrie got hurt. It just, it just, it was just a avalanche of just terribleness. I don't know if that makes any terribleness. It might be word. Uh, avalanche, that may, that may be just new, a new verb for me. An avalanche of terribleness. Yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> that's a good phrase. Avalanche of terribleness. Yeah, but it was just an avalanche of just, just not good playing. And Katie had to pretty much put his team on his back. And I think Katie, I don't think, I believe Katie has not been in this moment. Like he and if people, a lot of people were talking about like um how like his teams in the past was not like as non-talented. Not no offense to Joe Harris and Bruce Brown and these guys, but and Jeff Green, but just just speaking of all, all the teams that he's been on, this is probably the least talented team he's been on. Like, just not even talented, but it's the least competitive. Because I think if even if James Harden is James Harden has, I think has to be at least eighty five percent in order to make this a series, in order to make this a a good game. Because if he's fifty percent, I don't think they can win this game at all. I don't believe if James Harden is not the same. If James Harden can't play. This is going to be a long game because I don't think once and and two, what's going to be key? Like I, I'm gonna go back to is that these ref, if these refs let KD didn't play. I mean, if, if these refs let uh, the Milwaukee Bucks play a little bit of defense, like they did game uh, four. Yeah, this game is going to be long, especially for James Harden if he is enough being healthy and he's good enough to play extensive minutes. 
which I don't think he is. I don't think he's going to – he probably – for the most part, I think he's going to play like 32 minutes. I think that, that hamstring is going to catch up catch up to him. And that's just me. And that's just me knowing about hamstring injuries. I had a couple hamstring injuries. I got ankle injuries. Them things linger. And if you go out, you got to realize, too, the hamstring injuries take a while to just even – to get over. And you got to realize you're in a whole-ass playoff game against a good – defensive team and a good offensive team and you have one of the guys that are that's pretty much right now the best in the fast break and Giannis Adetokounmpo so for me that's going to be the key to the Brooklyn Nets if they can stop Giannis if they can I don't which, which I don't think they can I just I'm just going to tell you that right straight up right now when Giannis is playing with a reckless abandon I he's the best player in that game with Giannis plays like he like he played the last two games, I don't think if Chris comes to play and is the bit the Milwaukee bench comes to play and Giannis and Chris Milton, Drew Holiday comes to play, I don't think Brooklyn has a chance. I don't think Brooklyn can compete with that. I don't. I mean, they can compete with it, of course. They got KD, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, but I just think when the Milwaukee Bucks run in a fast break and they're making threes and and they're making threes in on time and and they're or doing good in the paint and every because I and I just I talked about it um with a, uh, one of my friends like a couple get a couple days ago about it I said at least the Bucks this game specifically they should have at least seventy points in the paint that's how much I think they should dominate this game in the paint they should have a lead they should break a record for points in the paint in this game I, that's how I feel because when you really think about it James Harden most like it's gonna start. If he's starting, which I think he's probably – the best bet I feel like is James Harden to come off the bench. That's the best bet for me. I, if I'm Steve Nash, I'm bringing James Harden off the bench and just letting him bring it in, bringing him in in the second unit because I think that's the key for James Harden is to bring him around the second unit so they can – because I think that second unit is really when the Nets hurt the most when uh, they're on defense and offense. That's when they hurt the most because – now with now with Kyrie out, you don't have that guy in that second unit to survive that onslaught of the Milwaukee Bucks if they go on a run. So for me, I think you should bring. I believe that you should bring James Harden off the bench, but that's just me. But they might end up starting him, but and just let him see if he can run with the Milwaukee Bucks. I think I like I said, I believe that he that 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 hamstring is not going to last. And I'm not saying that I'm not doubting the doctors or James Harden, but I just believe that. If the Milwaukee Bucks play like they played the last two games, I think the hamstring is gonna he's gonna reaggravate the hamstring. It, it just is what it is. I'm not, and I and right now I'm really guessing in a sense. So I might be wrong, and he and a hamstring might be better than it really is. And he might just be fooling everybody. But for me, the way hamstrings work, hamstrings are like ankles, ankle injuries. They come back every so often. You you don't have to do a lot to reaggravate a hamstring. You could just move a certain way. And like you saw in the last game, I mean, the, the game one when he hurt his hamstring, he barely moved. He, he didn't, bar- he barely did anything. And he hurt his, he reaggravated the hamstring. So just imagine what's going to happen now in Brooklyn when the Milwaukee Bucks smell blood in a sense. Like they see there's sharks in the water and they smell blood. What, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to say, okay, whoever's guarding James Harden, set up, set a pick. Post them up, run the floor. They go. They're gonna be running 
And at the way the Milwaukee Bucks and how they're good in the fast break, specifically Giannis Adetokounmpo, I don't. <laughs> I think this is going to be a very, very, very long game for James Harden, uh, KD, and Steve Nash and the Brooklyn Nets. And speaking about uh, Steve Nash and the Brooklyn Nets and talking about MVPs and all that stuff. So I was watching the Phoenix Suns game a couple games ago. I think about a, about a couple game, couple days ago. And, man, Chris Paul, man, is the MVP. I don't care what nobody say. Chris Paul is the MVP. I don't care what nobody say. All this jokic, I did, like I said before, this is probably the weakest MVP ever. It's the, the, and I'm not saying nothing to Jokic. Jokic did deserve it. But if you really want to tell the truth, if you want to put facts to facts, this is this was a default. Like this is he won by default. He literally won. I don't. I'm not. And I'm not saying that he didn't deserve it because I think Jokic did deserve it. He damn near averaged a triple double. So I mean, anybody that averaged a damn near a triple double, especially with the points he had with thirty some points and a triple double, yeah, yeah, that's amazing to me. But at the same time, when you really think about it, and you put the facts together, he literally won because. Because he hasn't scored a whole bunch of points because Jamar Murray was out for the season. So, of course, you're going to have to score a whole bunch of points and have pretty much average a triple-double with 30 points. You're going to have to do that in order to make it competitive for you guys. And I think that kind of – that that injury, Jamar Murray injury, kind of messed them up in the playoffs when they faced Phoenix. And Phoenix is and – and like I said before, I think – I, I believe not. Think I believe James Harden. I mean, not James Harden, but Chris Paul should have won MVP this year. And it, when you really think about it, and speaking of Phoenix, crazy thing is when uh, uh, Steve Nash won the MVP two years, two years, I think back to back years, he was averaging around the same points as uh, Chris Paul. So I'm like, if you're gonna give the MVP to Chris Paul, I mean, if you're gonna get if you're gonna give the MVP to Steve Nash for the dumb amount of points and the dumb amount of assists. And them amount of three point and his three point percentage was like forty some percent, and his uh, free throw percentage was like ninety one percent. That's around the same as Chris Paul. You might as well give Chris Paul the MVP. That's just me, but I mean, sometimes you you see stuff like this where you see who is the real MVP, and Chris Paul is the real MVP. And I'm not, I'm and I'm saying on the simple fact of look where the Phoenix Suns is right now. They're literally. Four games away from an NBA champion. I mean, they're four games away from winning the NBA or going to the uh, the championship. They're they're four games away. And I'm not saying they they haven't had a game yet, but they're four literally four games away from that. And look where they were last year. And you might say, "What well, a bubble? A the bubble? They was eight 0 Yeah, it was they was eight 0 but it was a bubble. And we saw what the bubble did done to a lot of people. There's been a lot of bubble princesses and Princess and the Miami Heat, and they were you see where they at? They at home right now, chilling in Miami Beach, and we already saw what it, what happened. So I mean, we're not gonna talk about the bubble. So it's right now for me. It's it. I feel like this is the reason why Chris Paul Chris Paul should got MVP last year. I feel like because the way he put OKC in that place, and the way he put that team and set the team up for success. And two, you gotta realize, look where the, the 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 OKC Thunder is right now. They have pretty much the same kind of roster or the same kind of caliber of players last year, and they were like the fifth or fourth seed with Chris Paul. Now you put Chris Paul on a good 
offensive team and Devin Booker and Devin Booker is a great player. But if you really want to just put facts to facts and you want to put all the facts together, Chris Devin Booker probably wouldn't have been in that second seed. No offense to Chris Paul. I mean, no offense to Devin Booker and Mikael Bridges and uh, DeAndre Aiden and Monty Williams. No offense to them guys, but let's just put let's just just put put it out there. Chris Paul is the reason why they're in the place they are right now. They're just the leadership, overall leadership, overall point guard. He's the point guard guy. If you're telling me in my era, and I'm not saying because there might have been some point guards in the '80s and '90s that probably were better, but in my era, Chris Paul is probably the best point guard right now. It's, it's between him and Rondo right now for the best point guards. But I think Chris Paul gets the edge because of his shooting and how good he is offensively he gets the edge over Rondo just a little bit. But for me, man, it, it that game and showed me a lot from Chris Ball and the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns are real, bro. Whoever goes against them, even if it's the uh Clippers, which I despise right now, and uh, um on the Utah Jazz, man, that's gonna be a dog fight, man. That's gonna be a game to see. And I think if the Clippers end up getting out of this series, I think they they're not if they go down 0-2 against the Phoenix Suns, they're losing. Cause I think it's just I don't I feel like they're getting away with it seems like almost getting away with robbery almost in a sense. They they went down 0-2 twice to two teams and really the other the the for the Dallas, it really was not wasn't even their fault because Luca played his best, but their others with their their others, specifically Porzingis, didn't really do nothing. So for me, I mean, they did do some do some good with being up 0-2, being up 2-0, but I mean, ultimately, once they got found out, they just couldn't combat Kawhi Leonard, PG, and them guys, but for me, it's just I don't, and then with this this series with Utah, I mean, Donovan Mitchell kind of injured, and they kind of found him out a little bit, so it's, I mean, I don't know, man, I just feel like I believe that I'm trying to see I believe, because I don't want to say I feel because it just seems inaccurate, but I believe that the Phoenix Suns is a team to beat in the Western Conference right now. I, I'm calling it. I'm going to call it. I don't want to jinx myself, but I'm calling it. It's Phoenix Suns versus Milwaukee Bucks in the finals. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Phoenix Suns versus Milwaukee Bucks in the finals. I believe that. I believe, truly believe that because I think the Phoenix Suns, are they, they're, they're good defensively enough to, to just frustrate some of these guys. And they're good offensively with the mind of Chris Paul and Monty Williams and them guys and the dancer, a.k.a. Uh, the dancer, a.k.a. Uh, Cameron Payne campaign. Uh, man, they, they've been balling, man. And then uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, if they can pass the Brooklyn Nets, I truly feel like they are the team to beat in the East. I mean, Philly has been playing well, but Philly, we just saw last night where Joel Embiid had it with all 12 in the second half. So he has spurts where he just doesn't play well. And that game last week, yes. And for me, if you're Philly, if you, especially if you're a Philly fan, you should be pissed. You should dominate the Atlanta Hawks. I'm not. I'm just saying, the way you dominated the last two games against the Atlanta Hawks, I just felt like I thought, okay, this is gonna be over. This this is gonna get. They're gonna end this quick. And you left Philly. You left the Hawks in the game. And when you believe these young teams in the game, you let them linger around. Eventually, they're gonna catch up. And they're gonna bite you in your ass, not lizard, literally. But eventually, when you, it's like almost like you dangling a worm in the water. Eventually, you're gonna catch something. It might take a long time, but you eventually you're gonna catch something. And that's what happened. You dangling 
the lead around you, dangling the lead, the lead around, and then they mess around. You let them catch up, and they start catching up, and they start believing in themselves. And then you don't want Trey Young to start believing in themselves. He already he's already fully confident that he can do anything he wants to. He's almost like he got that Steph Curry confidence. And when he gets that hot, it's just it's he it's just the house is on fire, and you gonna have to get the kids and the the, the children out right that, at that point. Kids and the children, the same thing. The kids and the 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 women out because I mean that that's when the house on fire. Get the women and kids out, man, because it's gonna burn. So I feel like, man, I, I believe, man, that this game, this series is gonna be pivotal for the Philadelphia 76 specifically for Joel Embiid because he needs to prove to us that he can. I think too, he needs to prove to himself and the Philly fans that he can last a whole game without getting injured, which he, I think he has proven it already. And also, he can be a dominant big man like Shaq and Chuck them wanted him to be. So, man, I, I feel like that game is going to be, like I said, it's gonna, that game is going to be really, really good, man. And speaking of game and what's really, really good right now, I know fans of the not non-fans of the Packer fans, non-Packer fans are feeling like, yeah, so happy right now with the Packers and what they're going through right now with Aaron Rodgers and he, him throwing subliminals saying, "Oh yeah, like it." I don't. At this point, I feel like it's irritating. At this point, I don't want to look at it because it's, headache, it's already a headache, and I already was kind of like had a headache with the Milwaukee Bucks, and now I'm having a headache with the Green Bay Packers. And then uh, James Jones said us to told us to relax, but unless he knows something that we don't know, I mean, I think he does know something that we don't know. But I man, I just feel like I don't at this point, man. Mark Murphy, shut the hell up. At this point, that's why I'm just gonna say to Mark Murphy, please shut the entire hell up. Because at, at this point, you're making it worse. You're making it worse. You uh, it's, it's like, what do you want? And I hate the Packers because they say do this all the time. They're like, they're like a a girl or a boy in a relationship where they don't commit. They they say, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you, but then they do they do shit that just. Or they do things, I don't want to say shit because I'm trying to not cuss no more, but they do things that make it seem like they're not committed. Like, okay, you're like, okay, you're already committed or not? Oh, yes, yeah, I am. I love you. I love you. But then they do stuff, they'd be like, okay, so why you do that if you're committed to me? And it's like, that's that's the same thing with the Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers. They do say, they say, oh, man, we want them. The Packers uh, head coaches and the Green Bay Packers front office said, yeah, we're not going to trade them. We... We still think he has something in him, but then he asked for a contract extension. It's like, oh well, we're not gonna give him a contract extension. But okay, okay, what what's going on then? Like at this point, it seems so simple. My uh god sister actually, I was talking to my sister actually, my blood sister, and she was like, my god sister, she's like probably in just hit high school, and she was like, why are they not giving him no money? Like, why well, just can't sign him a contract? And I'm like, and I just thought about, it. I'm like, it's it seems that simple, don't it? But it just seems really hard for the Green Bay Packers to do it. And at this point, it's just, it's irritating. At this point, I'm like, shut the entire hell up, Mark Murphy. Again, please shut the hell up. Because it's, at this point, you're not making it any better. You're not getting, uh, you're not, you're not going to, you're not helping the cause. Like, you're not at all. And it's just, at this point, man, it's I, I'm really frustrated at the Green Bay Packers because, you see people like Tom Brady get what he wants, and you're like, okay, man, imagine if the Packers organization gave uh, Tom Brady, gave 
Aaron Rodgers the same opportunities, the same uh, leeway as Tom Brady. Imagine where Aaron Rodgers would be by now. He probably would have, he would probably would already have matched Aaron, uh, Tom Brady's rings, probably even more, I, I believe. Imagine if Tom Brady, uh, not Tom Brady, imagine if Aaron Rodgers got the same, had the same roster as Tom Brady, had the same coaching as Tom Brady, had the same organization as Tom Brady. Imagine where Aaron Rodgers would be right now. He probably would have three or four rings. He probably would have about six or seven rings right now with Tom Brady. And I truly believe that. And I think that's why we are so, especially Packers fans, we might be a little bit spoiled because a lot of older fans, they they were, they were uh, used to watch the Packers in the 70s and 80s when they were like terrible and butt, butt, uh, booty, butt terrible. So, like, I, I get it that why they like, okay, man, just y'all got to suck it up. Y'all too spoiled. I get it. And we might be spoiled a little bit. But at this point, I just feel like, man, it's just, it's getting to a point where it's like, what are you going to do? Like at this point, it's like, what are you? What are you? What is the overall goal here for the Green Bay Packers? What do you want to do? You want to trade them, or do you want to just like, if you don't want me, just get rid of me. Like, don't have me uh, holding on for something and it's not, it's not there. Like, don't keep on saying you love me and you're not gonna commit, get be committed to me. That's what the Green Bay Packers are doing right now. They're posting on my IG. They're it's like a relationship. Like I said, it's like a relationship. They they showing time commitment. Like, okay. They're they not even showing signs, but they saying saying stuff like, "Oh man, I love you, man. I I really believe that we are, we should be be together. I really fuck like I, I can marry you, but then do dumb stuff like cheat on you. Oh well, why are you not committed or not even cheat on you, but do just do stupid stuff to not show that they're committed to each other. So that's what I just feel like with the Green Packers, they're doing the Green Aaron Rodgers. They're saying that I love you. They're saying all the good right things to make you feel happy, but then when they ask, okay. Well, are you committed to me? Are you going to be committed to me? No. I mean, they just so, and then it's like, they so signed that they're not committed to Aaron Rodgers. And that just pisses me off. But before I leave, man, I thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I thank you guys for you know, tuning in to this, today's podcast. If you want to listen to this podcast or other podcasts or podcasts in the uh, future or past, future or the past, you can go to the whatever you want to call it podcast at I on iTunes, on Stitcher. Or on Spotify. If you want to go tweet me and come between a little bit tonight on this uh, Marky Bucks game. So y'all, y'all be alert on the tweets because I might have a little bit of questions before the game or after the game. And I might, I'm in a mic doing a review of this game. Uh, well, not a review, but a, a, yeah, review after the game. I might do one like tomorrow, but this is all up to me right now. But at this point, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 at this point, I've been missing out a lot with uh, you guys and not posting a lot or not even doing my podcast a lot. So I might do a back-to-back po- uh, podcast episode tomorrow. But, yeah, y'all, uh, I thank you guys for listening to it again. I thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, and also, if you like, I said, if you want to tweet me, you can go to my Twitter at um, – you can go to at, uh, what's my Twitter? Marquis95sports. Or my Instagram at Marquis95Sports. Or you can go to the whatever you want to call it podcast Facebook page. And you can message me. You can message me about questions. You can actually hate on me a little bit. It doesn't matter. You can say the Marky Bucks suck. I don't care. At this point, I just want some interaction with some fans. Because, I mean, I need to get some more interaction. Because once this YouTube thing starts, which is coming. And I've been saying it, talking about it. Meant, and I know people are like, man, when is going to happen? When is going to happen? It's, it's coming, man. It's, it's, I'm, I'm working on it a little bit, but 
it's 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 coming. By the end of the year, I should have my YouTube channel uh activated, so it should be good anytime soon. But thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I'll see you guys next episode. Peace.